Hi, uh, welcome to episode two of Bless Your Heart. My name is April Gallaty, and I'm here with my beautiful assistant. Oh, Damon's not here. Okay, I'm here with Christopher Boatwright. Um, Christopher is a local comedian in Portland, Oregon. And tell us a little bit about yourself and give us your uh, social media so people can find you. All right, absolutely. Uh, I'm a stand-up, as you said, April. Uh, I also host a show uh, locally called uh, the Hotbox Open Mic. Okay. Uh, Thursday nights at the Hotbox, Cannon City, 3607 Southwest Corbett Avenue. Got to get that out of the way. Got Exactly. Yeah, definitely. They're putting the roof over the head. Uh, and uh, I've been doing stand-up for about a year. Oh, right on. Uh, I've been hosting uh, for, gosh, maybe about six months, I think, okay. uh, in this room. Uh, and I, I'm old. That's the, that's the thing about me, right? <laughs> that's uh, in stand-up comedy. I've been doing stand-up for a year. Uh, I've been doing stand-up for one year, which is about uh, 11 years after I should have given up on trying to be a stand-up. So, you know, that's so, how it is. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. Because I, I don't know what it is. I was just discussing this with my husband the other day that um, I don't know what it is that compels me to get up there. I'm terrified to be on stage. I'm terrified to be standing in front of people. And yet... I'm compelled to get up there and just talk to people. You know, April, I actually have a, I actually have a thought about that. Okay. Uh, I used to work telephone technical support. Okay. And I used to get phone calls from people who just needed a 1-800 number with a human voice on the other end. I don't fucking want to be one of those people, uh, so I'm going to do it here. Oh, okay. I'm going to do a it into okay. a microphone. You know what? I used to do phone sex years and years and years ago. I did phone sex, and... It was amazing the people that would call me and want to talk to me about their cat <laughs> or their mom. Oh, yeah. Or how their sister's treating them and they don't know what they're going to do at Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, hi, this is sexy Tom. Tell me about your cat. It doesn't make any sense. At least they were paying. At least yeah. they were paying. Yeah, they were paying like four ninety nine an hour to do it. So An hour? Uh, I'm sorry, a minute. Oh, it my was God. That was minute. <laughs> Where was that line? You know, I mean, I, I've never really thought about it, but at that price, how can you not? Like April, that? the phone sex operator, cheapest whore in all of the United States. That's awesome. <laughs> Only the voice, though. Only the voice. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you got to work with what you know your strengths are, and I know this accent gets me very far, oh, yeah. so I work with it. Um, so, Christopher, your Twitter handle is... Oh. I'm going to Okay, go for it. it. Yeah, give it a shot. I'm going to try. It's Logris Z. Mm-hmm. Okay, Logris Z on Twitter. It's L-O-G-R-U-S-Z-E-D, and it doesn't make any sense. And if you get it, you fucking win a prize. If you understand what that's a reference to, you win a prize. It wasn't getting late in high school. That was not the prize that you won for getting it, but... <laughs> That's the prize. There is a prize. So you're not going to explain it. You're going oh. to leave, leave me in the dark. <laughs> it is. So there was a, a an author who wrote uh, these fantasy books mm-hmm. that I've enjoyed a lot, mm-hmm. um, and uh, because they had a really good amount of violence in them, uh, that was nerdy violence. And uh, Logris, the L O G R U S, is just uh, it's elemental chaos, and I just got really into. Uh, you know, that ridiculous D&D, living like a D&D lifestyle, I think, at some point in my 20s when I got on the internet. And I've just had it ever since. Uh, you know, I'm sure my husband's going to get it because he we have a D&D game at our house every Wednesday night with a bunch of 40-year-olds. So, <laughs> so I know, yeah, I understand that that wanting to carry that geekiness with you throughout life. Oh, we all have terrible. our own types of things. You, it's, know? I, you know, here's the thing. If you... If you get famous when you're young, you're kind of fucked because you're stuck with the names that a young person picks to be famous with. If I had been a successful DJ, I'd be DJ Carnifex, and nobody wants to hang out with that guy. 
DJ meat effects. Carna, carn effects. It's <laughs> it's Latin. It is Latin for executioner. Uh, I was gonna go. So I was lame. gonna go Spanish for meat, but okay. The thing it's not even based on anything cool <laughs> like being into execution. It's based on Warhammer 40k. So a game. Oh uh, wow. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Super dweeby. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, like I said, we all have our things. All right, so I'm gonna. Uh, I want to give you kind of an example of what this is about. And I've, I've told this story a million times, and everybody's going to get tired of hearing it. But basically, this is bless your heart. And this is so that we can, uh, uh, I guess, free our souls, admit our, our, our stupidness, uh, <laughs> admit our naivety about things. Um, one of the things my dad used to tell me when I was growing up is that the, the, the power lines, uh, when they had the big red colorful balls that hang on them, mm-hmm. he told me that those had helium in them and it held the power lines up. And I believe <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I believe that for many, many years, a lot far longer than I should have. And that's one of those cases where somebody goes, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> you know, and, and of course, being Southern and having Southern grandparents, my grandmother used to say things like, um, you know, uh, you can you can hug somebody and stab them in the back at the same time, and if you do it right, they'll thank you for it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of that it's kind of like uh, we. I just want I, I just love hearing people's stories about the the weird shit that they came to believe or did that they finally looked up one day and went, oh my god, I'm an idiot. So <laughs> that's where we are. So you said you had a couple of stories for me. Well, let's see. Uh, you know, I, I love that. it's very serendipitous too because I recently. Uh, was talking about this on stage uh, that I'm 46 years old and I realize daily that shit that I have believed since I was a child is just shit that some 16 year old told me when I was like nine. (laughs) Um, That's, you know, know, that is your life. If you don't, I think, I think if you don't get to that point, you you know, you've died young because you should definitely realize how dumb you are. I I think I agree. You, you should realize how dumb you are and, um, I, I, but you know what? I, I meet a lot of people in our age range. Like I said, I'm 45. So I met a lot of people in our age range that think they got it all figured out. And I'm like, I am barely, <laughs> yeah. I'm barely making it on a daily basis. Like I don't have shit figured out. I, I, uh, I am. The only thing I know is that I know nothing. And that's Socrates is the first person on record as saying that. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably the first person to live to be 50 to said it. You, so, know, okay. you might've said it like, ugh, ugh, you know, banging two rocks together. That's a thought that that's elemental, mm-hmm. uh, but no. When I have, I am as naive today as I am when I was. Well, I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, I said I DJ'd. Mm-hmm. I started when I was a, a kid uh, doing like goth industrial or before industrial, just goth music, uh, and we called it new wave. Mm-hmm. We didn't even call it goth yet. I don't think when I was doing it. That was like uh, flock of seagulls, Tom. Oh yeah, goodness gracious, the best Bauhaus. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, clove cigarettes, full length mirrors, dancing by yourself, and watching tracers because of massive doses of LSD. It was the best. We are from the same. Yeah, we're from the same boathouse. Okay. Absolutely, undead, undead, undead. Uh, and because I was a teenager, I was 16, 15 at the time. Uh, you couldn't get into um, the underage clubs if you were over 20, like 21 and over, couldn't get in and. A lot of drug dealers are over 21, and being a DJ, I was in there a lot. Right. Uh, so I would sell drugs on, you know, I'd sell acid uh, on behalf. Yeah, I know. I was a bad kid. Yeah. There's people, there, there are people doing a hard time for that. It's so crazy to me. Um, because it's, how, how can you do federal time for something a 16-year-old can do really well? That doesn't make right. any sense. Right, right, yeah. If a kid can do it and be good at it, that should, that should not be a felony, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, maybe stabbing. I don't know. Uh, but... I was so I was selling acid for this guy, and I, you know, and he'd give me, I'd give him the money, 
uh, and leftover acid, uh, and he'd give me usually some acid, and then pay me. And he's like, I owe guy this, I owe this guy money, and he's an adult. Like I'm 16 years old, maybe 15. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, and this is a, and I say adult, he's probably 21. Somebody that I wouldn't even laugh at now. Uh, and I, so I'm normally intimidated by this person being a, you know, a, an adult. And he's not making with the money. And he says, but I'll give you this. And I said, what is it? And he said, it's crystal meth. Or he said, it's crystal. And I oh, said, I'm, I'm a suburban Jesus. kid. I've done acid. I've done hippie drugs. I've, done, I've even done mushrooms. I did acid and weed. That was my experience. And, right. and St. Ives malt liquor. That was it. <laughs> Mickey sometimes. Um, Zima. Oh, my girl. God. Was, and you know, Zima came out, what, in 90? Yeah, that's like true. 89? That was right as I graduated high school. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, uh, you know, I said, well, what's crystal? What's crystal? And he goes, it's just like Coke. Now, the thing about Coke is I, I, I'd maybe done Coke, like, but you're talking like mid-80s sick teenager Coke. Mid-80s teenager Coke, you can sweeten coffee with that shit. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's seriously, it's not Coke. It's like, it's what they probably snort now in movies when they're pretending to snort Coke. Okay. So it was not great. It was probably like, yeah, rock crushed up fucking uh, no-dos or something. Um so, but I was like, yeah, well, at least that's something. And in my, my little, you know, teenage brain, I'm so I'll take it. So I do it. And the thing is, one thing I do know that even from this bullshit coke, it does not hurt like you're getting stabbed in the face. This, and he did me like a long line. Your, your listeners can't hear it. I'm holding my eight fingers about <laughs> probably five inches apart. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of coke. Yeah, it was like a lot of crystal. Crystal. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, because you said it was crystal. It would have been a lot of coke. It would have been a lot of coke, yeah. Uh, not that shitty coke, though, honestly. How, how, how wide was the line? Was it, it wasn't pencil wide. It, it was wasn't? pretty skinny. Okay. It was pretty skinny. Uh, but it never, I mean, I had snorted, sniffed coke before, and it didn't hurt. This shit hurt so bad, and I did it all up one nostril. <laughs> Because it was one fucking line. Now you're making my nose hurt. Well, the grown-up was supposed... He's in charge. The grown-up is doing was dividing up my drugs for me. 21-year-old grown-up there, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. still, it's a responsible party. Uh, 2020. And I fucking spazzed. And I grabbed this guy, and I just, like, pushed him. Like, I kind of... Uh, like, like, not like I was being violent, but more like I was just spazzing out. Right. Like, I, like I think Tasmanian Devil is just really having a spaz attack. I okay. don't think he's a threatening person. He was doing... He's no. just really okay. spazzy. Um... And it kind of scared him, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And he told me, to, you know, he says, it just, it hurts for a minute. It's supposed to. And I'm like, and I'm still alive. I can, like, I register. He says that I calmed down. I was up for five days. Oh, God. Oh, it was terrible. I didn't eat. I lost my voice for, like, three days. So you're, was, you can't sleep. You can't talk no, to anybody. Nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it, was a, it was so bad. And I've never, I'm not a speedy guy. I'm a, this is me. Listeners, I just smoked like a big bowl, two actually, uh, two big bowls of weed. This is what I'm like on a lot of weed. Yeah, you've got those really nice, heavy, fat eyelids right yeah. now. So but I'm yeah. a super <laughs> hyper guy. But I'm, I'm a very high energy. I don't like speed. I'm not right. a speedy person. Well, that's probably why well, you like weed. It brings you down a absolutely, little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, that's not the naivete. The, the naivete <laughs> kicks in when two months later. Do you ever do eviction parties? You ever go to an eviction party? No. Oh, man. You're not this level of dirtbag that I am. Uh, well, I'm also from a really small, small town in Georgia. Oh, so. sure. Oh, really? Which one? Rome, Georgia. You ever heard of Swainsboro? No. Uh, Where is what's that? pop? We want to play. This is a small town person game that we're about to play called How Small Is, <laughs> is Your, your Fucking Town? town? <laughs> How is the population? Um, I do not know. Is, I... is it over 10,000? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's a big old city. What are you talking about? Rome is a Rome. No, has Rome seven... is where they filmed in the heat, uh, in the, the TV series version of in the heat of the night, isn't it? Uh, they they filmed some of it there, and that Robin Williams movie was filmed at Berry College out there. Um, the doctor one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, some. Uh, what county are you in? Floyd County. So, uh, no, Swainsboro's in Emanuel County. I don't know. Swainsboro's population in last census was 2010 is 5,400. Yeah, you got a smaller. It's a small smaller fucking town. town. Yeah. 
Our, well, I can tell. I always tell by the high school graduation numbers. Oh yeah. Okay, so our our graduating high school class was 100 people. Oh, that's pretty small. Okay, but but you have to consider our town had Eastrome, Westrome, our Murchie. Oh yeah. Uh, and there was like three other high schools and a private high school. So my favorite one is when I go to Swainsboro because it does have a Wikipedia page. It sounds familiar, but I can't place it. It has five notable residents or citizens, right? Okay. Three of them are high school football players. <laughs> Not all state guys. Yeah, just, <laughs> just they just played. They just lettered. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. Hey, we have a we have a wrestler from Rome. Oh, like a professional wrestler. Yeah, like oh, a 1980s cool. professional Ooh, wrestler. Oh, I might like, know this one. Who like, was it? I, mm, you know what? Or you you continue telling your oh, yeah. story. So the the real naivete comes in uh, an eviction party for those of you who have lived a charmed life. <laughs> And don't know is when you're Obviously. evicted, you're kind of like, well, fuck it. Uh, I'm I'm not getting the deposit back anyways. Oh, Let's pee oh. out the windows and scream all night long. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say you collected money at the door to keep from getting evicted. Oh, that sounds like a way smarter way to approach life like than the way we dealt with. Like charge everybody $10 yeah. at the door. Yeah, uh, that sounds like the, yeah, that's the plot of PCU. And that's a fun movie for your audience to listen to. <laughs> um, John Favreau, who's gone on to do many great things, has a line in that movie. This is, can you blow me where the Pampers is? Figure that out. Um, <laughs> it's a great film. So I was at this eviction party, and a, a, a plate was going around, a little drug plate, and it comes to me, and I say, and there's, there's a pattern here. If it's free, I'm going to stick it in my body, pretty much. Uh, I'm, Bless your heart. I'm a Jewish, I'm a Jewish <laughs> drug enthusiast. Uh, you know, it's not the free ham dilemma. It's the free everything else dilemma with me. Um, but no, I, so this plate comes around. It's free drugs. I say, what is it? They say, it's crank. I say, what's crank? They say, oh, it's just like Coke. Um, you, as long as it's kind of like, just like Coke, Coke. Yeah, you're, is, good. you're going yeah, for it. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I did learn my lesson on that go, but the, it's, you know, I said, oh, I, I snorted it. I go, oh, this stuff is just like crystal and say, well, that's, it's the same thing. <laughs> you're like, fuck, I'm going to be out for Oh five my God, days. let me say something. I have fucking hated synonyms ever since then. Uh, it really pissed me off. I don't like I don't like synonyms. I don't like euphemisms. Uh, that's not true, but uh, that was. I mean, I I'm just I'm just dumb. I'm just. But I you know I'm, I'm obviously not dumb dumb. I can you know I can tie my shoes. Well, I'm wearing Crocs. That might no. That might be indicative of something else. I Maybe like, I can't tie shoes anymore. I love Crocs. Oh, I don't great. give a shit what anybody says. It's because we're old, hon. Yeah, this is true. We are old as shit. Shut up. I'm not old. No, I will tell you this. I think I lied to you. Remember when I said that um, uh, Rome was a small town? Actually, I'm pulling up this like Wikipedia page, and it says, Rome is the largest city and county seat of Floyd County. Oh so it's the largest city in at least that county. So I like that your county is named after the barber from Mayberry. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I mean, it literally is, though. Uh, I was born in Floyd Hospital. So. Floyd. I loved Floyd. Um, that was What a great character. He really was creepy as shit. That was a great show. Oh, oh my God. That Andy was Griffith a show? great... Yeah, I love that show. I love the Andy Griffith show. I, I, loved, uh, I loved Andy Griffith uh, before he did that show. Did you ever listen to any of his albums? Oh, wasn't he like a gospel singer? Like a country gospel guy? Well, or he, he got known for that later he on. He may have been known for that for some of it, but I'm talking about like his comedy albums. He actually has really? comedy albums out there. He has a great story about going to a high school football game and talking about what, what a small town he comes from that he didn't understand um, the big 
the big city game. And he somehow, like, the whole story is, like, him accidentally getting into the stadium and, like, <laughs> not even paying for it. And all he wanted was a, quote-unquote, big orange, which is his idea of a soda. And then it's him talking about the guys out on the field and the fact that they're covered in pads, but back in the county where he comes from, like, they wrestle pigs all the time. They don't have to kill it. And so, you know, and, and leather it and all this other stuff. And it was just, it was this really long, drawn-out story about just how much of a hick he was. And that that was his... I think that was his kick, his shtick was I'm a hick. I love, you know, there's a, there's a there's whole genre and era of comedy that because somebody like Lenny Bruce gets a lot of attention for people who are into comedy now mm-hmm. and probably have been for the last 20 years. I can't find the wrestler, I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, and, uh, and it overshadows the fact that people like at the same time, um, it, although, although clean, an incredibly innovative and cerebral form of comedy being done by, um, by, by a... Bob Newhart. You ever listen to Bob Newhart's? I old, love oh Bob my Newhart. God. Yeah. His whole telephone bit, you know, like where he's where he's Sir Walter Raleigh ca- calling the <laughs> calling the, the from the colonies trying to explain tobacco. <laughs> I don't know that one, but that's great. He's, yeah. he's like he's like, what, you you do well with it? Is it's it's like a salad? It's a leaf? What do you what do you you, you don't know? You don't eat it? Okay, what you do? You grind it? You dry it? Out, you grind it up? Uh huh. You stick it where? <laughs> Where do you stick it, Walt? I don't. I don't think we got a bad connection here. Or Abner Doubleday trying to explain baseball over the phone. It's, it's that's just, interesting. Yeah, it's just very funny stuff. He was the guy that worked at the DMV. Really? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Do you ever hear of um, not uh, Jerry Clower? No. You never. There's somebody else. Like anybody out there. If you ever want to. If you ever want to kind of a clue as to what kind of storytelling I love. I love Jerry Clower. He he was he's one of those old Southern Baptists. A friend of mine described him as having a preacher's um, uh, indentation and in how he talks and tells his stories. And uh, probably one of my favorite stories I, I've I've heard uh, my entire life. And I, I like to play it for people who are really progressive women. Like really like. Very feminist, very you know, power to the female and all that is uh, Jerry Clower's a she coon of yeah of television of, of women libbers. The she coon of women libbers is the title of it, and it's amazingly sexist and amazingly funny at the same time. Like I do not agree with a word he says. Right. But it still makes me laugh well, like that's a an, nut. It, that's an interesting thing, you know. I th- it was, uh, and it's very controversial because. And you know what's really interesting too is that I have been, and I am, I am prone to the more, some of the worst douchey behavior in the world. Like, devil's advocacy bothers me uh, bec- when other people do it, but I am drawn to doing it myself on occasion for shit that I like. I don't even necessarily like. Like, I am not a real edgy comic uh, in, in as much as talking about fuck those people or blah blah. It's usually fuck me. I'm a big fan of punching myself. Right. Um, it's easier to punch like into yourself yeah. than up or down. Well, there's a, you know, there's a very old tradition in comedy, uh, you know, before it was stand-up, before it was any of that, of being the fool. Oh, yeah, Of yeah. debasing yourself. And the thing, the point of that is, of course, if you can debase yourself to the ultimate level and still that you can then speak truth to power, which is, you know, which is very ennobling of me to say, like, I'm aggrandizing what I do. <laughs> um, but, you know. It's, it's what a, you hope for. Well, it's a great rationalization yeah. for me being just shitty. Um <laughs> Uh, but I just like to cuss at people. But I do, I do understand like a person like well, Jim Norton had an, had an, had an argument, had a, a debate with uh, with a, an, uh, an author who I who I enjoy actually. I read, I I I, uh, I like to read a lot of content, uh, especially politically minded. I am very leftist leaning. I'm a very liberal person. I am a you know I'm, I'm trust me. I'm just super. I'm I'm definitely a pinko. Uh, uh, but you know, at the same time, I, I if something makes me laugh, sometimes horrible shit. In fact, almost exclusively horrible things make me laugh. Yeah. 
Because you have a choice uh, when you were presenting presented with horror, right? Mm-hmm. You have a choice of letting it just crush you or responding in a defiant way and, and also just acknowledging that, oh, my God, life is a tragedy. And, and that's the joke of it, that, you know, that right. we... The, the lie that we tell to ourselves that we're going to care about things or the lie that we tell to ourselves that you can't tell a joke, you know, uh, about uh, about uh, Las Vegas w- uh, the day after it happens. But, you know, we don't know the names of the people that w- that are suffering in, so that we can have clean water. Even the poorest person in this country has clean water access. Except for Flint. I've been oh, except reminded. For Flint, Michigan. Except for except I Flint, Michigan. I said that the other day. Oh, I said that on the first podcast that I did for this. I said something about, well, <laughs> even the poorest people have clean water. And and, and Kara was like, well, except for Flint. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. So I'm going to give Kara credit on that. But so. Norton said, um, you know, like, look, you, you, an actor, uh, oh, it was a Lindy, Lindy West. It's a very good author. But she had taken the point that the comedian is representing that she, that the offense that she took at something a particular comedian said. Is this the rape comment thing? It could have been. Almost always is, right? I don't usually, even remember. The usually, specifics. when it's a male comedian arguing with a female, it's usually. Well, a this is the interesting thing. I've actually, I'm actually, uh, I, I'm actually one of the few uh, uh, men who get to talk about that. You know, I'm in the club, uh, not Andy Dufresne, more Bill Cosby in my situation. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, I, and I'm very whatever. I, I have either rationalized myself to the point where I don't feel any like shame out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the fact that I just didn't think about it for 28 years after it happened until and now it's just like all right, well, okay, I'm far uh, enough away. Yeah, but um, I, I was, it might have been that. But the point was that that, that the the comedian was accountable for representing these ideas. And Jim Norton said, and and the reason I remember the argument more than uh, more than the thing that upset her was because I liked the argument a lot. Um, was that well, you're a big fan of of, of this so and so actor. It was um, Jeff Goldblum. Okay. And he's played a rapist in a film. And he's like, well, was he representing a reality or was he exploring ideas and saying them in a certain way? Now, that doesn't exclude everybody from saying horrible shit. And I don't think that uh, comedians should, should go out there to try and exploit upsetting topics. Mm-hmm. But if you, you should at least, especially at an open mic, which is what I host, you should definitely be able to explore your own life experiences and exploit them. And I, you know, I say this and it's very dark. But what's the point in having fucked up stuff happen to you if you can't try to make fun jokes out of it on stage? Yeah. Well, it's like you said, it'll crush you. If you can't, Absolutely. If you can't process it in some way, you're, it's going to crush you. Absolutely. Um, well, one of the things we were talking about when we were getting started in here was about Chris Cornell. I said that the day Chris Cornell died, I wrote a suicide joke about Chris Cornell. It was fucked up, and um, it was really horrible, and nobody left. Actually... <laughs> As as they shouldn't have, but I'm also one of those people who laugh at inappropriate times. Yeah, I don't know nervous laughter. It, I don't know if it's nervous laughter. Um, I um, but yeah, it does. It, it will pop up at the most. I, my husband and I, he likes to take me to see violent movies with surprises yeah. because when the when the real violent surprise happens, I'm the only person in the room laughing. Do you laugh on roller coasters or scream on roller coasters? Uh, laugh. Same. Laugh okay. on roller coasters. Just went yeah. to the Wizarding World of Harry. By the way, my mommy took me to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm going for. Uh, uh, when I was 44 years old, uh, I think. Awesome. Yeah, it was so cool, dude. Butterbeer, by the way, over-fucking-rated. Yeah. Tastes like cream soda with a cookie, uh, whatever. I'm not into it. Then I need to invite you over sometime this month. You should just come visit because I make butterbeer in a crock pot. And nice. my butterbeer tastes so much do better. Do you put alcohol in yours? Yes. It's like, what is it, about 1.5% like super low content? Or do you make it a little spicier? I that? make it a little spicier. I yeah. get those schnapps that... Um, sure. Butter schnapps? Butter schnapps, yeah. Butter yeah I have a bottle of it. Butterscotch schnapps. By yeah. the way... Yeah. Uh, viewers, try this at home. Uh, three to or two to one. So and let me one know what third, you're seeing. One third butter schnapps, mm-hmm. two thirds uh, bourbon. 
Oh, that sounds delicious. Oh my Do you God, warm it's it? It's so good. Oh, you can have it any way you want. That sounds like that would be really yeah, good. It's warm. so good. It's also nice on the throat. Yeah. It's really nice on the throat. That would be really good, like with a cold or whatever. I don't think that this podcast is really going according to plan, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm enjoying talking to you. You're you're very interesting. I'm, I'm glad oh, you, you jumped in and wanted to do this. I'm having trouble. Maybe you can help me find other people to do this too. But yeah, this is very. I'm, I I just like hearing people's stories, so that's really. Well, I like that's a, that's part of it too. You know, uh, it's very interesting how um, comedy. I, I, I end up repeating myself a lot just because I'll, I got like I have a tendency to fall into glibness. Do you ever do you ever have the tendency Don't to? Don't be uh, glib. I know, right? Uh, I love I love that. That was such a great. But it's like sometimes being glib though gets glib is just conversational hooks. Well, it gets a point across too. Like if you can yeah. snap something yeah. in somebody's face, like oh. The problem with being glib is, in a sense, it does it does a couple of things. It can push an uh, an agenda an agenda or an idea across that's shit. Mm. Like uh, nine 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 uh, things like that. Remember the ta- that uh, Herman Cain's tax plan? It was nine nine nine. Oh. I mean, it's just it was trying to be glib. It was trying to be clever, mm-hmm. and it can it can mask stupidity, and it also tends to talk down to your audience. So I can understand how an individual wouldn't want you to speak glibly to them, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's 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 fun. Oh it's, yeah, it's fun to say clever things. It's fun to be clever, but it's it's a it's a trap though when you get so amused with yourself and you have these little you know. <laughs> but the problem with comedy and, and people getting along and having these um, these conflicts. And it's very, I, it's very, it's just, it's very interesting when you can see it, but you can't do anything about it. There's a lot of people in comedy are hurt, damaged, uh, malformed. Uh, they have, they have, they show the, they show the dents of life, mm-hmm. and they don't mesh gears very well. They're used to being very often around people who are more normal, more. Uh, they have, they're not as misshapen. Mm-hmm. And when, when we have one screwed up gear. You know, things pretty much work. Right. You get a clock made out of a bunch of screwed up gears. <laughs> the tolerances are gone. And right. so not so the normal people who are able to put up with your zany, oddball fucking behavior, mm-hmm. they don't exist anymore. You know what? Uh, there's a there's a term amongst my friends called going full April. <laughs> which means like um, uh, basically a friend of mine has a small child and I freaking love this kid. And, um, he was startling people. He had figured, he did that little kid <laughs> thing where he figured out something was funny yeah. and then he just kept doing it and oh, kept yeah. doing it and kept doing it. And everybody was, was obliging him. We were all laughing and, and doing exactly what he expected us to do when he did the cue. And, um, he was coming, I saw him coming, he was coming t- to frighten me. Now everybody else, when he would frighten them, they would go, oh, right? And so what I did was, is when he came to me, he, he got up on top of a, a chair and got eye level with me. And when I turned and looked at him, I gave a full on uh, <laughs> psycho, like, ah! into his face. And for a brief moment, his face dropped like that. That little kid is about to lose his shit, yeah, drop, you yeah. know. And and I started laughing because I'm a psycho, and I think a little kid about to cry is funny. <laughs> and and <coughs> but me laughing made him laugh, and it brought it all back. And so that's what they call going full April. Like you can't, I can't go full April on yeah. people because then it's too much. They need to. Uh, <laughs> I watch a lot of I watch I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos for fucked up reasons. One, I like to cry sometimes, and actually babies make me cry and cute Aww. animal videos. But I also do like to watch kill, children get kicked by things. <laughs> <laughs> 
And there's a lot of really good YouTube videos of kids getting kicked by donkeys and cows and other and adults. And sometimes they deserve it. Well, and I don't even I don't even want the backstory. You just don't care. I want the video to load with the kid survived, and then I can laugh my ass off. <laughs> um, that's great though. There's a oh, I wish I could remember the name of the video. This kid though, it's it's and it's the thing is, it's the look on a ba- a kid's face when they're like so happy they're gonna get to touch this donkey. And the donkey's left rear leg just juts out of nowhere and punts this little <laughs> fucker, uh, like really through the uprights. Mm-hmm. It, I don't maybe that, that might be that Disney donkey. That might have got been a casting video for that Disney. Wasn't there a, a Disney donkey <laughs> field goal kicking donkey movie? Oh goodness! Oh, it was beautiful. And the oh, kid was God, wearing like a full on like yeah. winter. It was like a nativity. It was like a live nativity thing in Bulgaria. Huh. So. You know, you think, I think I've seen that. It's a that's a beautiful video. I mean, there's like a it's a cobblestone street. There's so many aesthetic things going on. The kid's got this. It looks like the kid that stuck his tongue to the metal thing in that Christmas oh, story movie. Like Christmas he's got one of those oh, yeah. outfits on. Mm-hmm. Like can't bend it. Put his arms down. There's little little mittens on. And it was just it was a soccer kick. It was beautiful. <laughs> I think the kid. I, I actually don't know if the kid survived. I mean, oh, probably I so. though, right? I mean, I you wouldn't think that somebody would put that up. I don't know. They dude. put people beheading videos online. That's Those are true. not as funny either. Those are not, no. no. Maybe no. they tried it with a kid. I don't know. But. Do you remember... <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, it's so awful. Do you remember... Um, what was it? Faces of Death videos back in the oh VHS God. days. I used to watch that shit. I the last one I saw was a guy coming out of a building on fire, and you could see like the flesh was off like one of his legs. Ew! Like it was only working be- like mechanically at that point. Do you think you could watch shit like that now? No, I was just talking to. Um, I, I was... can't either. Like what I used to do compared yeah, to what no. I can accomplish now is no. nothing. I don't. I don't. I, I'm so I haven't even watched The Pursuit of Happiness because the commercial where Will Smith's crying upsets me too much. I cry at Fred Mer- Fred uh, Meyer commercial. Oh, you no. know that Christmas oh, no. commercial yeah. uh, that Fred Meyer puts out every year where everybody's sitting around the table and it's oh, like yeah. that ding, 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 ding. Oh, man, I just bawl. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I was watching, uh, I was watching, oh, this is embarrassing in its own in its own way. I was watching Analyze This, which is uh, Al Pacino as a mobster who I needs to get yeah, psychoanalysis yeah, yeah. from, uh, from uh, oh, Billy Crystal. Uh, and uh, there's a scene where he's in his hotel room and he's supposed to go talk to the other mobsters and he's watching this commercial about fathers I think it's fathers and daughters <laughs> now the joke is that he's crying at the commercial but I'm starting to watch the commercial and get sort of swept up in it too <laughs> so oh. you can't laugh at the joke because yeah. you're too you're no, too I, could, I was laughing at the meta joke uh, <laughs> you know it's like I was, I was I was so wrecked it, it, I here's the thing I have a, um, I have a male menopause uh, you know low testosterone okay uh, uh, andro it's, it's called andropause um uh, which uh, is dope. It's the best thing in the world uh, if, if because it keeps you out of a lot of trouble. Oh, I imagine. But it's really great when you look like I do and you cry when you see babies on Max. Uh, <laughs> because you, first People of all, you're staring like, at a baby. wrong on the hand? Yeah, it's, if, you know, if you really want to look creepy, you just have a beard, uh, be a balding white guy with glasses, and just stare at babies and cry silently on the train. <laughs> Um, you sit alone a lot. It's great. Uh, no, I guess, and, and then there would be people like me, a three or four seats back, going, "Oh, bless his heart." <laughs> no, I. You know what it is? It's funny. It's my, somebody said that. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so cute. And, and the reason I'm crying, it's honestly, it's just that I know what they've got coming. You know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I feel like I, I kind of feel that way about my nieces and nephews now. Like I look at them and I'm like, "You poor." I know, right? Like 
I, I just, I feel so bad. And especially if you look at like relations yeah. and you think, oh, I know what kind of fucked up people I came from. <laughs> well, I think the middle. I and think your the, parents came from them too. Oh, the middle. <laughs> I think the middle collapse is what's going to be the problem. I think once they get to full road warrior, I think it'll be okay. You think so? Okay. But I think that, well, yeah. I, mean, I just, I want to be the bard though. So. Oh, well, if you go like. What was that? Didn't they do a sci-fi fantasy? It got one season. It was canceled recently, but it was post-apocalyptic, and it had like elves and trolls and ogres. But it was know. post-apocalyptic America. I don't know. I, wish Ugh, I, 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 I need so to find garbage. that. I, I need so to find that because that sounds amazing. Are you guys playing fifth edition or four point five? I think they're playing fifth edition. Fifth edition well. I said they because I don't have the attention span for it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm an ADHD it. type of person, so I I can't like I made it, made it through two games, and then I yeah. was like I got to do other things. See, so. that's the thing I miss. So. Uh, the second story I was going to tell you about where I'm naive. Uh, my ex was incredibly good at video games. And we used to, that was our, like, that was one of our things. We were both loved Zelda. Oh, right. Uh, she could, uh, do, you, do you ever play Red Dead Redemption? You ever play video games? I don't, but I know it. Red Dead Redemption, real fun video game. Uh, if you, the online part was really fun too. If you completed 100% in the game, you got like a really couple of really cool guns and a cool outfit and shit. I could not do this one part of the game. My ex would f- finish it for me, 100%ed me on the game. Uh, we would talk about games all the time. The th- thing is, this is naive, is when you're dating somebody and they say, uh, I'm going to move to Korea for a year to teach, you, you don't really, the naivety is that you don't realize that you're the most passive aggressive breakup is taking place of all time. <laughs> like the slowest burn, too, because that shit's like a year in the planning. I mean, you. You don't just get that job and go. So she was she was breaking up with me over the course of like a year and a half. <laughs> to and go to I Korea. didn't know until I got, you know, we need to talk, which was by Skype. Uh, oh, no. yeah, it was great. It was great. Hey, at least you got it face to face. At least I got it face to face, but I'm out. That's what I, I that was that was it. I was done. Yeah. After that, because I realized that here's the thing, like, I have a cousin with a Down syndrome, right? And and I've had a lot of people in my life. I've employed people who uh, have Down syndrome or who are developmentally delayed. And so I, I don't know, maybe I just take an interest because I've had these people in my life. But I think about a lot of the things, a lot of the issues. And like, I think that a person who's delayed should be able to experience an adult sexuality, or at least to the ability to their, their, their ability to comprehend consent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then like, what about if they are into somebody who's not delayed or who doesn't have Down syndrome, right? It's, is it creepy in both directions or creepy in one direction or not creepy at all? Because if you intercede, you're getting between their romantic interests. You're, you know what I'm saying? You're interfering mm-hmm. with their deal. And is smarts, is intellect really, is that, the, is, that the, is, that the, is that the moral basis of a relationship, right? I couldn't decide. I just couldn't decide. And That's an interesting concept. Right? Mm-hmm. Like is, or what about a person who's a, a genius going out with just a regular? You well, know what I'm saying? Like do, it's have the you same ever, difference. Have you ever read uh, Barry Ween? No. I looked at my arms because... I'm, I'm like realizing how unwell red I am. And how, I have Barry Wayne tattooed on me. That's why I was oh, looking right? at my arms. I was like... <laughs> oh, you were just... We were going to like start flexing like, each other? <laughs> I did. I lifted my arms. Is this arm like hot ones but it ends in a fucking arm wrestling contest? <laughs> like it's, 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 <laughs> uh, Barry Ween is uh, a comic about a kid who was self-conscious in the womb. Oh, okay. He understood. He's that smart. He was so smart that he had to hold back language, knowing full well that he had to keep his ultimate genius secret. And his best friend at the age of 10 years old, because it's called, you know, Barry Wayne Boy Genius, his best friend at 10 years old is another 10-year-old boy who's a normal 
actually he's an idiot. He's but ten year old boys sometimes are mostly idiots, but yeah. he's an idiot. And uh, Barry well, Bar- by adult standards, I think most ten yeah. year olds should be idiots. Yeah, well, that's true. But you know, it's it's that kind of thing. And so, is Barry? It's it's that kind of same same concept. Like, is the is the genius taking advantage right. of the the well, kid the the slower child? Think about regarding regarding Henry. I don't. Uh, Harrison Ford starts a movie out. He's like a real douchebag douche architect, high power New York guy, right? Mm-hmm. Catches a brick to the dome. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what this was about. Sudden 80 point IQ drop, you know? But he's Ooh. still mad. I think, think it might have been Deborah Winger, might have, I can't remember for sure. But uh, yeah, and it's, you know, he's, it's his whole family dealing with that. So, but I, here's what I, re- I realized if I didn't know for a year and a half that I was getting a slow burn breakup <laughs> taking place. <laughs> I've and I never and I don't think I've ever dated anybody who's developmentally delayed. That must mean I've always been the developmentally de- delayed person in every relationship, and I don't want to be that guy anymore. So I'm just out, just done. You just yeah, because you were telling me you're you're. Oh, I hope I'm not giving. Oh no no, away. no I'm you're, very yeah, it's, it's okay. material. Are you kidding it's me? You're celibate. So. Yeah, the weirder you are, the you know that's the, more the that's more. Saleable. Well, that's what I was saying online yesterday. I lost my mind on Facebook and about this and did this whole post about like. And I don't know if you've noticed this, if you go get coffees or stuff like this, but even not, it's not just coffee anymore, like going to Starbucks, but I've noticed it, um, getting Jamba Juices, Starbucks, any place where it's fast food or like quick service. Um, the clerks behind the counter now, if there's any lag time, instead of just standing there and looking at you, they go, so, got anything planned for the rest of the day? And I'm just like... I'd rather you just stand and stare at me because I wonder if if there isn't some sea change taking place in in the way people interact in in, in people's abilities to pick up social cues mm-hmm. because I, I'm actually very I'm 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 a customer service guy for most of my life me too um, and I have many conversations with customers and it's just for some reason I know who wants to be talked to yeah and maybe people are just it's like speed limits maybe. Excuse me, I beg your pardon. Maybe as a society, people are getting so pissy shitty at at, at picking up social cues that they're going to have to figure out some way to to formalize it. Right. Or we just stop talking. Look at all these young people who don't... And I understand there's a lot of problems... Look, social anxiety, trust me, I get it. I don't... You know, I mean, there's a reason why I arranged to have this podcast done in a room that I spend all my time in. Right. Um, It's... And and I do almost all my my material is in this room. Uh, But... People don't seem to know how to communicate. Look at all the dating apps. People, before they even try dating in meet space, it seems like their first attempts. I have friends of mine who are, their their first forays into adult sexuality are via a digital phone app. Yeah, hmm. and that's I don't know if that's better. I don't. It's I different. don't. I don't know if it's better either because my husband and I were. I've, I've, well. <sighs> I work. I'm, I'm working off limited knowledge, considering that I do come from a small-ish town in yeah. Northwest Georgia. And She's acknowledging, by the way, that my town is way, way, way small. It is. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, and so when I moved out to, because we left Rome and we went to San Francisco, and then we ended up in Tampa for a while, and then we ended up out here in, in Oregon. And the thing I noticed um, over the past, I would say, we've been married 21 years. So over the oh, wow. past 21 years, for the past 21 years, I've noticed that people are becoming uh, less and less, yeah, uh, able to read a room. I think that's the best way to right. put it. They can't read a room. And I'm wondering if this is like a collective change, if it's an, 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 a more proliferation of, of uh, different types of, uh, of us just acknowledging a spectrum of, of uh, being present. Right. If that, 
I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but basically you, you have people who are like super highly aware and conscious of things and super highly intelligent all the mm-hmm. way down to developmentally disabled. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like more and more people are being born closer to the, the problem area as opposed to, but see, I don't. I think everyone's voice or everyone's presence in a sense because if you have digital presence, you have this persistent presence Mm -hmm. too. You can say something and it stays said. Mm -hmm. It is in print. Aren't Um, you glad there weren't phones when we were teenagers? um, No, I was way more interesting than that. A lot of people don't believe some of my material about stupid shit I used to get into. Oh, really? See, I'm so glad. (laughs) Me being female. I wish I had pictures of me with hair, actually. First of all, (laughs) uh, I would like to have some pictures of me when I had beautiful long hair. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm... So glad that none of my uh, there's there's two girls out there that are alive that know what I did and that's about it. I think the worst thing that I would get you you'd probably get crucified for this. Uh, I'm a Jew, by the way. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Only Jews get crucified. Well, he was a Jew, right? Like the the famous crucifixion victim. Oh, the famous Jew. Yeah, what's his name? I like? am literally named after the most famous Jew. I mean, think about when you when your mother, a Jewish Her woman, name's Woody Christopher. <laughs> Just kidding. Woody. Shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my god, that's fucking. The, oh my god, did I did I mention my my ex was was young? Uh, um, seriously, duped my twenty one year old. Uh, no, uh, you know it's it's uh, oh, I completely forgot where I was. I forgot where we were. Oh my god, well we were talking about this. Podcast. I know. Yeah, you shouldn't smoke weed and into a podcast. Shouldn't smoke weed at all, kids. Uh, it's Drugs because I'd bad. like you to leave some for me, please. Thank you. <laughs> Drugs are bad for you. They're good for me. Give it to comedians, though. Oh, I have. A, in fact, you know, there is a public service announcement. Can I just do a quick PSA? Yeah, you say whatever you like. If you're at a comedy show, and I encourage you all to go to support local comedy to get a realistic idea of what live comedy is like, not a special that's been taped before a curated audience. Mm-hmm. Go see what real comedians. If you've ever been watched a softball game, go watch local comedians. It's at least as good as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually better. And there's alcohol. There's better alcohol. There's better than beer. But the point is, if you're at a comedian, uh, a local comedy show, and you want to talk to a comedian and act like you're all coked out of your head, you have to offer the comedian some of your cocaine. That's <laughs> bullshit. Um, but there is a thing. There's a union. This is a comedian's union thing. Uh, if you give them like a key shot or a bump, like the comedian will talk to you for five minutes. Uh, if you give them a line, the comedian will tell you you're as good as anybody else up there tonight and that you should try stand-up. I just, I just want people to know that what they're entitled to on both sides. <laughs> um, seriously, though, share your awesome. blow. There's, share your blow. Oh, man, it's great. I'm too old for that shit yeah, I know. now. I, did, I actually did cocaine on 4th of July, a, a line of cocaine. for the first, That was the first time I'd done coke, coke in like 30 years. Wow. And I, thought, I realized two things. One, I would love to perform on coke. Uh, well, I've had that thought while I'm on coke. By the way, I don't. I don't think that's really true. Uh, but I real. I cannot write a joke. You can't write jokes on cocaine. You can write jokes on weed. Very. I mean, well, I, never, I depend on it. Mm. Weed. Uh, see, the problem is, coke makes you too narcissistic. Oh. You know what I'm saying? See, I never used coke. I've never tried it. Never. I mean, I don't know. If it's so I don't know. I've heard some good things about it. I've heard some bad things about it. So I think it's like any, you know, it's like anything else. I think was it uh, a friend of mine, Karina Lucas, a local comedian, uh, I know Karina. very funny. Yeah. She's hosting Leg Day here tonight at the Hot Box, thirty six oh seven Southwest Corbett Avenue. I love her. And uh, <laughs> not that this is going to go out in time for anybody to catch that, but uh, she uh, she has a great joke. She's like, never never do cocaine unless you have enough to last you for the rest of your life. And uh, it's a, that's a great joke. It's a great lesson in life, right there. That's uh, almost a that's almost the same for just about any. Any vice, I would say. I think so, right? Mm-hmm. Except for mm-hmm. masturbation, kids. That's a really good one. Uh, that's brought to you by Jocelyn Elders, former uh, Secretary, uh, former uh, uh, Surgeon General of the United States of America under the Clinton administration. Forced to retire for telling people to masturbate. 
Are you serious? Well, she, I mean, she wasn't even saying do it in the street. I mean, maybe they thought like, but yeah. do it in your room. Do it in your room. Oh, it's so silly. All right, I don't think we stuck to the plan, <laughs> but I highly enjoyed this. Um, if you ever want to do this again, let me know. I need to come out here and give it a shot. I haven't done comedy seriously um, in about a month and a half. I I, uh, I I burned out quickly. I, I like came into the scene and was like all the open mics, and then burned out. Host a show. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I, I had an. It idea doesn't require for... any talent. I do it. <laughs> you have better jokes than I do. You have, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I write any jokes. I just say horrible shit, and people are uncomfortable, and they laugh. That's you know. Oh, so you you just go after the the uncomfortable. It's, I just really want everybody to feel as bad about themselves as I feel about myself. <laughs> Hey, you know, I never thought about it that way. You know, that's, that's an interesting thing when you talk about males and females. Like, uh, women would never think, well, I just want you to feel as shitty as I do. I think we think it internally, yeah. and, like, we would never admit it. But whereas guys will be like, yeah, I just I want everybody to be on the same level with well, me. Some people want just want the world to burn, right? And yeah. those people are men. Uh, pretty not always. Not always. No, I just, I just, it's not even that I want people to suffer. I just want everybody to realize that we're all so fucking horrible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what I've always wanted people to know. You, you, you have expressed something I've thought for a long time. <laughs> I just want people to know that we're all horrible. Well, no matter how snooty, no matter how many dollars you've given to Amnesty International, they still have to have nets outside the windows of the people who built your cell phone. Which is true, yeah, yeah. Which is horrible too. You know what? And I'm I'm gonna end it on this. You said that you uh, will, that you uh, like to say the most horrible fucked up thing, even in the moment, even if it's not appropriate. So give me your worst Las Vegas joke. Oh well, um, yeah. Because uh, it'll I, go out way after the it's hot a repeat of the of the night of. But I think this is true. Uh, I've been spending enough time on gun ranges to know this that, that right now there, or at least over the past few days, there has been a white nationalist gun shooter who has expressed a little pride that the international record for spree shooting is back in the United States of America. Uh, I mean, Koreans have dominated that shit since 1987 uh, when it was uh, 50... We beat him by one, by the way, guys. Beat him by one. What? And then this guy, and the, the guy I'm talking about, uh, his name is Choi, uh, he started in a police precinct. He used hand grenades, which I think is kind of cheating. But then you yeah, go to the you get a yeah, lot with one yeah. shot. But then you go to Chu, the Virginia Tech guy, two handguns, thirty-three people. So we barely. I'm just saying we can do better, America. Uh, but but we do have it. We cannot rest on this shit. All right, go for it. Toby Keith concerts next, guys. All right, this has been bless your heart. And, oh God, Christopher, bless your heart. You've been listening to Bless Your Heart on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. You gonna meow? Meow.